Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Thank you, Lord, for this day, Abba. We just bless your holy name. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords, Abba. Father, we love you. We invite your Holy Spirit to come and penetrate the atmosphere. Father, may your presence be strong and thick. Lord, we ask that you move on every heart, every mind. Father, that hears this podcast or this broadcast, we pray in the mighty name of Yeshua, Lord, that you would just use this time as a witness for your glory, for your credit, for your honor. Father, bless this initiative. Uh, bless Jenna and Danielle, Lord, as they are advancing uh, your kingdom and ministering to people in this hour. We just pray that uh, your word would go forth in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Gilad. Uh, Ross Singer, who is live with Jenna and I all the way from Israel. So eight-hour time difference. I actually came to know uh, Gilad Rossinger, Gilad, and, I, and it's a hard G, harder for Americans to pronounce, <laughs> but <laughs> Gilad um, met him through Becca Shea. So in 2020, Becca had organized, her and her husband, Jack, had organized a trip to go to Israel. And I had found out about it and my mom and I were actually going to go. And then when everything happened in 2020, unfortunately, we were not able to. Um, so I just, I just want to read though, because Gilad and his wife, um, and it's, is it Maggie? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Maggie. So just incredible couple and, and my words won't suffice. So I'm going to just read this to you guys, just, um, just to share a little bit about them. So, so Gilad and his wife initially found a, uh, organization ministry called Radiant Israel. And this is a tour and special events company. And this is how we had found out about them. Um, He has wanted to make an impact on his local and international communities. Together with his wife, their passion to introduce believers to the land and the people of Israel quickly evolved from owning and operating a successful tour company in Israel to ministering to thousands of people all over the world through worship meetings, fellowship. Um, services, anointed messages, impactful music videos, and revival events. Building and developing a dedicated team, they quickly realized that they could provide a world-class experience to Christian and Messianic tourists and pilgrims, all the while blessing the nation of Israel locally and internationally. So this is, there's more, and I've been tracking with you guys, and I hope that you'll, um, as we close out later, share with listeners and those watching just where people can find you guys, where people can track with you, because you truly have some incredible things um, going on. So before hearing from you, because we're just going to give this time to you, and again, so excited to hear from you. Last podcast we did, uh, we talked about why Israel? So why is Bible-believing Christians, is it important for us to understand what's going on in Israel? And Jenna and I 
tried to, you know, get, get in the word and, and, and of course, just bring understanding that way. Um, and we left off with a scripture verse from Amos nine, and I just want to read this. So Amos nine 11 is the restoration of Israel. And in that day, I will raise up the booth of David that has fallen and repair its breaches and raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations who are called by my name, declares the Lord who does this. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the tender and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow from it. Verse 14, here it is. I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel, and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant them on their land and they shall never again be uprooted out of the land that I have given to them, says the Lord. Could you share on that? What are your thoughts on this verse? Anything that you want to share? And then we've got a, a couple of questions for you. So go ahead, Gillen. Sure. Well, thank you so much for the kind introduction. It's so good to be with you guys or ladies with you ladies today. And uh, yeah, I've been following your ministry as well. And uh, just so appreciate your voice for truth. Um, you know, I love your boldness. You're just out there. You're saying it like it is, and we need that in this hour. And so that's that's been really cool. But um, as far as the, the verse, it's amazing that you shared that because that's really been one of the primary chapters and verses that's really been on my heart lately. We actually shared it also on our social media pages not too long ago with a focus on Amos 9.15, which is the last verse you read, because right now Israel's all over the news, you know, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, and we're seeing the rise of anti-Semitism all over again. You know, the media is portraying what's happening in Israel in a different light, and everybody has questions. People are wondering, like, what's true? What's real? What does the Bible say? What does God say about Israel? And um, it's just really difficult to navigate through all the false media stories, the false spins, the propaganda. And so it's great. I love that you're going straight to the Bible because that's like, that's the unmovable, unshakable word of the Lord. And Amos 9.15, like you said, it says, I will plant Israel in their own land never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them. So, so in this one verse, it's like, it's like the finality. Think about what the Lord is saying here. He's saying that he will bring them back into the land and not ever, ever again, they will never be uprooted. This has been prophecy fulfilled, you know, in 1948, when Israel became a nation again, it was the fulfillment of this prophecy. Like he's going to bring them back, but then it, it, he goes even further and he says, they're never going to be uprooted again. And I have given them this land. And so this is one of the biggest debates and one of the hottest topics, you know, on the Palestinian uh, question, you know, Palestinian-Israeli conflict, because it's always all the different uh, governments that are trying to broker peace. It's always like land for peace and they're pressuring Israel to give up land. But, you know, the Bible is really clear that, you know, this land really is, you know, given uh, to Israel. They, we have a deed. It's like an inheritance. And so, you know, I think it's so important to come at this from a biblical worldview uh, and look at what the word of God says, um, because then everything else kind of, you know, we're able to rightly divide what's true. Because, listen, our heart goes out to every innocent life 
every innocent life. I love my Arab brothers and sisters. I love my Palestinian brothers and sisters. I absolutely hate the oppression and, you know, what's happening with the conflict, you know, when it rises up, it's terrible. Um, but we have to find like real solutions, you know, that are not going to go against the Bible. And so only the Lord really has all the answers. But I think that once you bring this into focus, Amos chapter nine, it just, it really helps to understand like, okay, you know, there, there is a plan and a purpose for Israel. There's an inheritance that we have. This is Bible prophecy being fulfilled. And, you know, a lot of the crazy narratives you'll hear thrown around is like, you know, the, the, the oppressors or like, you know, we're stealing away their land, you know, and we're the ones that are like, you know, we're, we're, we're the occupiers. And it's like, well, you can't be occupying the land that's, you know, given to you by God, you know? And so again, I want to be very sensitive towards the Arab and Palestinian people, because on one hand, yes, this is our land. On the other hand, I want to see them living in peace and prosperity and in safety and security. And that's, that's our desire, you know? So that's what I want people to, to know, you know? Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And it brings, it brings such a great understanding. Um, I've had a couple of people reach out and maybe not necessarily those who that they're not reading their Bible. So and they have real questions. How come um, there's this land grabbing or how come there's this conflict between the Palestinians and, and, um, and, and, and the Jewish people in Israel. And so that brings such a good understanding. And, and if I can, could you share all the way back biblical history? Just, I know there's so much and Jenna and I sought to unpack this last podcast last uh, live, but Gilad, could you share going back to even Genesis? Um, how come, well, Genesis, Exodus, it's all over. It's, it's in so many scriptures, but how come land, how come Israel, how come the Jewish people? Well, yeah, that's, it's a loaded question, so to speak. <laughs> you know, there, there's, so, there's so much uh, biblical and prophetic history. Uh, it'd be impossible to go through all of it right now, but um, I'll try to summarize it, just kind of hit some of the highlights and also where this conflict comes from, you know, mm-hmm. and people need to understand that this is, it's ancient. It's not a new issue. This is an ancient bloodline, generational yeah. curse, you know, consequences. Uh, there's so much to what we're seeing right now. Um, and people need to understand that. And it's really hard to understand unless you understand the history. But, you know, it really, it begins, we can look at Genesis 12, uh, where, you know, God promises Abraham, he's going to multiply his seed. And he's talking about, you know, the inheritance and how he's going to make him into great nations. And he literally says, you know, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. Um, In another translation, it talks about even um, if you look at the real Hebrew words there, it could actually be translated into, I will bless those who like highly regard you. And I will curse those that lightly regard you, meaning not even those that curse you, but those that like, you know, don't give you like respect and honor. Um, and so we, we see this promise to Abraham that the Lord is going to take him and make him into many nations. And from this place, we know that the conflict begins because what happens is Abraham you know, they're wondering, how is this going to happen? We're old. My wife, Sarah, is like super old. And 
we know the story. He ends up taking, you know, uh, the white, the maid, the, the maid, uh, Hagar. Um, and, and so he ends up kind of going ahead of God and Hagar, um, uh, Sarah, Abraham's wife basically says, you know, I'm too old, whatever. And so Abraham ends up having a son through Hagar, which is Ishmael. Yeah. And so Ishmael, the sons of Ishmael are the descendants, you know, the Arab people, the Palestinian people, you know, um, that's, that's really where we see this differentiation. And then later the promise to Abraham comes, which is right. He gets Isaac. And then that's, that's where the line comes. That's the promise that the Lord gave him. And so here we see that Ishmael and Isaac become two generations. They become separate entities and families. They come from the same father, but different mothers. And the Lord promises to bless Ishmael as well. And he says, you know, I'll make you many nations. And so, you know, there's blessing that comes from it. But we have to understand that that was from actually from an act of disobedience. It was actually going ahead of the Lord. And so because of that, that, you know, there is a curse. There's some sort of a curse that's going on there because Abraham acted, you know, not in faith of the Lord, not waiting on the Lord. And so just making this really brief, yeah. you have a history of conflict. Think about it. It's the same father, but different mothers. So there's like animosity that's going on there. It, it already begins all the way back there. Yeah. Um, and so there's conflict, there's fighting, you know, throughout the generations, you know, there's this house is against this house. And so people need to understand that this is like ancient. This is a generational thing. It's not just people groups that don't like each other. I mean, this is thousands of years of like, you know, animosity and things. Um, another thing that I think it's really important for your listeners to know is that on the Israeli side, we know this land was given to Israel. And historically, actually, when the Israelites came into the land, the Lord gave them a command. And now this is ancient. Again, I'm talking about Bible history thousands of years ago. When the Israelites came into the land, the Lord told them that they had to actually eliminate all of the people that were there that were serving other gods. They were serving idols. They were, you know, different types of bloodlines. And the Israelites kind of obeyed. Like, so they did in, go to war and they destroyed some of the uh, tribes and some of the people groups that were, you know, enemies of, of the Lord or enemies of the land, but they didn't destroy everyone. And actually, amazingly, it is the section of Gaza where we are today that the Israelites disobeyed and didn't eliminate. They didn't obey God and they didn't eliminate the enemies of Israel that were there. Yeah. And so how incredible that today, thousands of years later, it's still a th there's still this constant battle going on because the disobedience of the Israelites to obey God from the very beginning. And now, listen, I want people to hear me. I'm not suggesting annihilating a people. I'm just saying this is what the Bible says. Yeah, this is the historical narrative of what happened in the Bible. And so the second thing that people need to understand is that I believe and I think most Bible believing uh, people would agree it was a terrible mistake of Israel to give Gaza away back when Ariel Sharon did it because Gaza was part of Israel. Yeah. And, and they want Israel wants peace. And so what happened was back, uh, I guess it was, you know, 15 years ago or whenever it was, um, we gave Gaza back, uh, you know, to the Palestinian people 
and it was part of Israel. And now they've used that land to literally turn around and attack Israel constantly with these barrage of rockets. And so this, this constant conflict. And the, the Bible says, it actually talks about in Joel, Joel chapter 3, um, the judgment that comes on the nations and the people that divide God's land. So this is God's word. God says that he will bring judgment on people that divide his land. Yeah. So, you know, it's not even Israel. Think about it. This is God's land. So even our prime minister that gave away that land in 2005, I think it was, I could be wrong. I don't remember the exact year, but when he gave it away, um, that's going against God. Mm. You know, I mean, yes, we want peace. We want peace. But, you know, this land belongs to the Lord. I mean, yes, it's yeah. you know our land in a sense. But and so people need to understand that there's so much spiritually that that's happening here. It's not just about two people groups. This is about what God's word says. It's about his inheritance. And so there's just so much going on. Yeah. Oh, and woe to those or to those nations that would come against instead of align with God's plans. And the last podcast Jenna and I did, we felt we were praying and we felt a sharp rebuke, even to the nation, the United States, where it seems like things were uh, good for a while. And now that the, it's, it's not and it, it's a sharp warning. There's something there. I don't want to get into all that, but I want to ask um, you from your perspective. Actually, Jenna has a great question. This is Jenna's question. So Jenna, what was the question you had? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just have just felt this drawing, you know, like towards Israel. And it just seems like it's it's kind of just popping up like everywhere, like in my private time with the Lord and it was, it was really amazing because the same day, I think that Danielle and I did that podcast about Israel, my husband, um, came out with an, uh, a flag and, and he, he hung it in our backyard. And I was like, the Lord is just so turning the hearts of his people to Israel. And it made me curious. I mean, it makes me so curious as someone who is living there, like, you know, God always says, we're going to know what season it is that we're living in. And, um, I just, interested in hearing that perspective from you of like what you're there you're you're living right there in Israel what season do you believe that we're that we're in with the things that you're seeing that's a great question that's a really really good question and um i i think the quick way to describe it is i believe we're in the birth pains of messiah i think that um we are literally witnessing the things that yeshua warned about in uh, matthew 24 and 25 you know uh, the parable of the 10 virgins the wise virgins and the non-wise virgins um i think that we're in a time where the birth pains are going to continually increase and that's what we're seeing right now you know the the covid lockdowns everything that happened over the last year the world shutting down all the challenges all the drama you know, all the deception, all the things that are going on, the wars in Israel, uh, the peace deals, look at the peace deals, all the Abraham Accords with the surrounding Arab nations that happened before this. I think we're in a, we're in the season of the stage being set for the final culmination of biblical prophecy. That's where we're at right now. I really believe it. So one of the things that I see happening we know that one of the future events that will happen, uh, there's a Psalm 83 war that's prophesied, and there's the Ezekiel 38 and 39 uh, war of Israel. It's called the Gog and Magog war. And that's when the nations of the north and many nations with 
uh, with Gog will come to the land of Israel um, and to attack uh, when Israel is resting in security. Um, and it, it talks about clearly the Lord actually drawing these enemies of Israel in where it looks impossible, but then the Lord will rise up and defeat Israel's enemies. And it says that Adonai will be proven holy over Israel and over Gog during that time. And all the nations of the earth will wonder um, and know that, that, you know, he is, he is the Lord. And so I think we're in the season right now of the stage being set. That's what I think. Uh, because what happens if you look at those nations that are involved in uh, Ezekiel 38, 39, it's basically, so you have the countries uh, like uh, Russia, Iran, and Turkey, and then some of the other smaller ones that are with them. Those are generally the ones that people believe to be in like the Gog and Magog, the ones that come. Turkey and, and Iran being the, the biggest Arab ones uh, that, that rise up against Israel. But then you actually see, it's very fascinating, the Abraham Accords, which President Trump and uh, Bibi Netanyahu signed with several Arab nations, um, they're not mentioned in that category. And so you're seeing that even there's a division that's taking place even between the Arab nations. So like um, the United um, Arab Emirates, uh, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia didn't officially sign, but they're, you know, they're, they're on Israel's side. Like everybody knows unofficially Saudi Arabia and Iran are big enemies. And so they're common enemies with Israel. So basically what's happening, even though they haven't officially signed, we know kind of where that's going. So you have some of the bigger nations like Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and some of the other Gulf Arab uh, nations that are signing on to the Abraham Accords. They're the ones that are aligning with Israel. And then you have the ones that are aligning against them, which is Iran, Turkey, and some of the other smaller uh, Arab nations that kind of join along. Um, and so what I believe we're seeing happening is that the Lord is, he's basically using Israel as a dividing line. And so the end times, God's prophetic time clock actually comes down to those who stand with Israel and those who stand against Israel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, there's no arguing that you can see it all throughout scripture. And so, you know, people have arguments that, you know, can move your heart and emotions and things like that. But if they're not centered in the word of God, then, you know, they're not going to get it. But the word is the word. And we know that we want to be on God's side. And now I, a disclaimer I just want to put in there is this. Israel has its dysfunctions. Actually, there are many things I don't agree with that happen politically. I've been very vocal about that as well. Um, but from a biblical standpoint, the Jewish people and the nation and God's end time purposes, we are to align with Israel. We don't have to agree with everything the government does. We can call it out. We can. And we're supposed to. We're, we're supposed to call out you know, unrighteous things and unrighteous behaviors. And I call on the nation to repentance all the time, you know, but still I'm going to stand with my people. I'm going to stand with the word of God. And that's how I think we need to approach it as believers in Yeshua. We need to understand what God says and what his heart, because if we love him, we're going to love what he loves, you know? Right. And, and the last thing that I, I, I want to say real quick to answer your question about where I think we are, is in Romans, Paul talks about, you know, the hardening of, of Israel. Um, he talks about that a hardening in part has come to Israel so that the nations can be saved. So if the blindness 
came upon Israel, meaning their spiritual blindness where they didn't receive Yeshua. But what that meant was salvation for the world. What will it mean when their eyes are open, the veil is torn and they accept Yeshua? And we know that's prophecy. Prophecy is very clear. It says they will look upon me whom they have pierced. And in that day, they will cry for me like they cry for a firstborn son. I mean, Israel is going to go through a great refinement. And because there are great evils that are happening and Israel needs to repent. But the Lord, his promise is true. And, he, and it says in Romans, all Israel shall be saved. I mean, that's that's the word. So people need to understand that God isn't done with Israel. I mean, this we're not talking about Old Testament now. I'm talking about Paul. I'm talking about New Testament. He's very clear that God has an end time prophetic plan for Israel. And so anybody that tries to move Israel, the people of Israel out of it, is just kind of, you know, not really reading scripture because Israel's clearly has a huge part in the end time. Yeah. So good. So good. I'm sitting through a lesson and receiving and soaking up this teaching. And as much as Jenna and I fumbled through the scriptures and it was, we, we sought to understand, but this brings such a, a deeper understanding. And so thank you so much for that. And is there other ways that as Bible believing as Christians in America that we can, or from anywhere really truly uh, bless align with Israel? What are some things, some practical things that, that, uh, that you would share as far as how we can support, how we can bless? Sure. So the big thing is, um, understanding scripture. That's, that's the huge thing because, you know, until we understand what God says about Israel and about the people of Israel and about the end time plan for Israel, it'll be hard to understand what's happening. But if we're able to see it from the prophetic viewpoint, the prophetic lens of scripture and prophecy, we'll, we'll, we'll know what's happening. And so then we can pray. We can know how to pray because sometimes I feel like, you know, we want to just pray for like the war to be over. We want to pray for like, Lord, bring, bring peace and restore it. But then you, you don't want to pray against God's will because look, some of the things are prophesied. You can't, you can't pray prophecy away. Right. Yeah, so we're, like world this, peace. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, you know, this Gog and Magog war, for example, it is going to happen and it's supposed to happen. You know, none of us want that. None of us like want that war or none of us want this to happen. But for God's purposes to be made manifest on the earth, it has to happen. And so, you know, we should when we understand prophecy and what scripture says, it's easier for us to know how to pray God's perfect will and not pray against like what he's doing, because believe it or not, we can have great intentions, but then find ourselves actually praying against like prophecy. And that's that's not something we want to do. So I would say really spending time learning the scriptures. I think that's super important. Praying for Israel, praying for the Jewish people and uh, and praying for the Arab people and the Palestinian people. I mean, I believe we're going to have a great reconciliation. I believe there's a call going out to Ishmael. It's really strong on our heart. I'm actually going to do a Facebook live probably later this week. I'm going to have on this ex Palestinian sniper. He used to he used to kill Israelis wow. and, and he wow. had a radical experience with Yeshua. And now he has a ministry where they help people in Gaza. Uh, and so we're going to have him on and talk about how we love each other. I was on the phone with him the other day and, and he was like, 
he was so pissed off over what's happening. He was like, those, those terrorists, those Hamas terrorists, I hate them. And so uh, anyways, I, I think that, um, you know, praying for Israel, praying for the yeah. peace of Jerusalem and uh, you know, whatever people feel led to support material wise, they can, you know, support ministries that are helping uh, war victims. They can help people in Gaza. They can help Holocaust survivors, you know, basically just whatever the Bible says. You know, I think there's a, there's a great blessing and, and, uh, you know, sowing into what God is doing and helping those in need. And, uh, you know, people can do that as they're led by the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. So good. And where can people find you, uh, Radiant Israel and you, you and, and Maggie, you and your wife, where can we, where can our listeners find you guys? So, um, our biggest platform is Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Radiant Israel. Uh, we have a website, radiantisrael.com. And uh, they can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We're basically on all the platforms, um, but we do the majority of our live videos and outreaches is, is um, on our Facebook page at Radiant Israel. Uh, but because the censorship has grown so much, we're encouraging people to go more to our website because you never know nowadays when uh, they're going to pull the plug. Right, right, exactly. And so we're, we'll post uh, just more information, probably both Jenna and I on our pages, but otherwise you guys go to Radiant Israel um, on, on Facebook and then the website as well and and find and connect with and, and just plug in because they have just a rich um, perspective and we just want to have a better understanding. And this is such a great way um, to do that. And so in closing, I just have a real quick story and then we would love to hear and join with you in a prayer um, very interesting because this was not on my, on my notes or my list. And I love when Holy spirit does this, but he brought to mind something. So in 2015, um, my husband and I had the opportunity to come to Israel and we were staying in Bethlehem and I'll never forget it. Uh, I had heard a couple gunshots going off at night. I remember my husband was sleeping soundly and I was up pacing the room, declaring Psalm 91. <laughs> and then the next morning we were about to board our bulletproof bus. We were going to the border and I'll never forget. We woke up to the sound over the loudspeakers of, a, of it sounded like a prayer and it was a different language. And I remember I had this icky feeling as I was hearing this sound blasting over the speakers. And I, I was like, what is this? Well, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was it was a, a prayer by Muslim people, and it it's not to Jesus Christ. It's not to the same God. There was a very I felt this just oppressive feeling, and I went and I stood on the balcony and I asked my husband to come with me, and we stood there and we prayed that a sound would come over the loudspeaker that would bless and honor God, that would bless and honor. God, the God of Israel, Yeshua, Jesus, Adonai. And a week later, we had gotten back and this Jewish man got up on his balcony. And this is on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. This is wild. But this Jewish man got up on a balcony and broadcasted over the speaker. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the Shema? There's a prayer, the Shema, Shema, Yisrael. Yes. Okay. And but here's the thing. I was thinking about this this morning and the Holy Spirit just put on my heart that what you guys are doing, that's that's the answer of the prayer too. that the true 
the truth would come out over the the loudspeakers, if you will. Mm. What is true, what is right, would honor God and bless Israel. And so coming into an alignment with you guys has been such a blessing. And I just am thankful for for Jack and Becca getting that connection. We hope to come to Israel. We hope to come to that that tour again. But I just want to thank you for what you're doing because it truly it's broadcasting and putting out what is true and um and then also praying for those that don't know Jesus right and so what could be a prayer or a scripture uh if you would share with us uh, maybe in english and, and in hebrew however you want to do this but what's a prayer that we could join you with uh from from scripture something sure well, first of all, I love when the Holy Spirit does that. It's amazing. And uh, it's actually really incredible that you shared that because I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it like makes me cringe every time I hear it. It's like it's like the, the Muslim call to prayer. And um, it's very oppressive. And you really sense, you really feel the difference. And it grieved my spirit when I hear it in certain parts of Israel, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of people, people like to... <laughs> They like to pretend that Israel is some apartheid state, but there's Arab villages everywhere. And the Muslims are, they're free to live. You know, there's like 1.9 million, you know, Muslims living in Israel. And so you hear that in different places, but um, one of our, our heart is actually exactly what you said. It's to release the sound of that honors and glorifies Yeshua and glorifies Adonai. This is his land. And so, yeah, that's really beautiful to hear that testimony. That's like really amazing. Um, And so I think, Really, it is. Uh, it, it's the Shema Israel. I mean, that that's what you heard that guy broadcast, and that's actually the most uh, important, most famous uh, Hebrew prayer. And so, you know, I could uh, just say that in, in Hebrew, um, but and then just pray it. But you know, really, I have a heart for anybody that's listening that hasn't met Yeshua yet. You know, really, that's that's always the heart of. You know, we can say all these prayers and these cool Hebrew words, but it's really about the King of Kings. You know, because once we meet Him you know, he radically changes our life and uh, can deliver us from anything. So uh, yeah, sure. I can just take, say the Shema and, uh, yeah. and then we can pray. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, Adonai is our God. Adonai is one. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Father, we just bless your holy name today. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, uh, for this special uh, broadcast, just to share about what you're doing in this hour and uh, what you're doing in Israel. And uh, I just thank you, Lord, uh, for Danielle and Jenna, Lord, in this podcast. May you bless them, bless their ministry, and uh, bless every person that's listening right now, Father. I pray for a deeper encounter with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I know You're moving in a mighty way all over the earth, Father. This is revival. We're in it. It's Mm -hmm. no longer a future event. It is here right now. And Lord, let people not miss their moment of visitation. Father, let them not harden their hearts. Let them hear your word. Let them understand that you're pulling at their heartstrings, Lord, and you're calling them to leave behind the old ways, the, the life of sin, the life of struggles and, and, and addictions, Lord. There is healing and power and freedom in Jesus Christ, in Yeshua HaMashiach, the name above every name, Lord. I thank you for the power of Yahuwah HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit that's here right now, Lord. And I declare and decree that chains are breaking off 
of every person, Lord, that has chains and bondage into sin and addiction, whatever it might be, we declare and decree right now, those chains are falling off in Yeshua's name. They are falling to the ground, Lord. I declare freedom, Lord, even as Isaiah 61 Father, you talk about the spirit of the living God is upon me, Lord. You anointed Yeshua to bring the good news to the poor, Father, and to declare the year of your favor, Lord, the setting free of the captives, Lord. We believe this is that time. We're in that Isaiah 61 time frame, that Luke 418 moment. Father, where your people are being set free, the prisoners are coming out of prison. Lord, we declare that in Yeshua's name. We plead the blood of the lamb. We plead the blood of the lamb, Lord, right now and declare victory for the captives, Lord, to be set free, to come into your kingdom, out of, out of prison and into the glorious light of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, we believe that. We declare it right now in Yeshua's name. Amen.